Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. Season 12, Episode 12. Designer drugs are here to stay. Gary Henderson of the University of California at Davis predicted in his paper called Designer Drugs, Past History and Future Prospects that all future drugs of abuse will be synthetics rather than plant products. And why not? Why would it be necessary to haul a bale of marijuana weighing 60 pounds over the border when you could get the same THC effect with just a few ounces of fentanyl which you could send in the mail? Here's what he wrote. A single gram of any very potent drug could be synthesized at one location, transported to distribution sites around the world, and then formulated that is cut into many thousand, perhaps a million doses. Preventing the distribution of such small amounts of the pure drug will be exceedingly difficult. And here's the kicker. The more we try to prevent the distribution, that is, sale of natural products like cocaine and marijuana, and opium, etc., the more this will stimulate the creation of more potent synthetic substitutes. I can't overemphasize this point. This is a game that we can only win if there is such a thing if we reduce the demand for mind-altering substances. But alcohol will remain legal. Prescription drugs will become more regulated but will remain legal. Marijuana will be, is becoming more legal in more states and it's more available. The cat's out of the bag. But legalization is still a bad idea. I can write a whole column on that one, but I won't do it today. Every addict and alcoholic who gets clean and sober and stays that way keeps out of the market, reduces demand if only a tiny bit. That's just a drop in the bucket. Families who concern themselves with a growing number of overdose deaths, more than 100,000 in the last year in the U.S. alone, can take a more active role in rolling back the wave of drug abuse whether or not they have an abuser in the family. Our leadership in the U.S. Congress is stepping up and you can help them by supporting their efforts at pushing back against the deadly wave of fentanyl in particular. Here's an example of how that looks in my home district in Wisconsin, USA. Wisconsin is where Harley-Davidson was born, by the way. My congressman, Brian Stile, who took Paul Ryan's place as representative for the 1st Congressional District, um, and there are 435 congressmen and women and 100 senators in Congress, he proposed amendments to a spending bill to, in his words, provide the resources necessary to combat this illicit substance called fentanyl that is killing far too many individuals in Wisconsin and across the country. Just in case you didn't know, and most people understandably know little about my home state, Wisconsin has about 6 million residents, 
an above average income profile and an unparalleled educational system because it imposes state income taxes to support it. The ugly side of the picture is that Milwaukee, the major city in the state, with a total metro population of about a million and a half, is considered the most segregated city in the USA. Now, that's quite an honor, don't you think? The infamous North Side, a ghetto, if you will allow the term, is the highest overdose death rate of any city in the country, along with, until recently, the highest percentage of teen pregnancy in the country. Bringing the teen pregnancy rate down was a huge achievement for the city and for a little-known not-for-profit agency called Serve Marketing, which my friend Gary Miller heads up, all while being a creative director for my former ad agency. I bring this up because high rates of drug addiction, poverty, unemployment, ignorance, prejudice, and greed are all part of the same sad tapestry. Where once we had heroin to worry about, now we have fentanyl-laced crack cocaine, straight fentanyl, fentanyl-laced synthetic marijuana, and methamphetamines, known as ice or crystal, which are dangerous enough as it is. Prostitution by men and women takes place in street corners well known by the cops and the johns alike. The thing is, the police are all trying hard. There's little, if any, sign of corruption in the ranks or higher up that we could see. But the cops are stretched thin, and recruitment is a challenge, especially when young men and women can get cushier assignments in affluent suburbs not very far away at all. The feds are trying, and if you live in the U.S. and care enough to vote and to stay in touch with your senator and the representative in your district, then you should consider supporting any initiative that tries to limit the distribution of fentanyl or any illicit drug for that matter. My congressman's amendments to combat fentanyl include, one, more stringent border security at the Mexican border to interdict the drug, two, investments in improved international mail processing, which huge amounts of fentanyl come in by the good old U.S. Post Office, and three, more investment in the High Intensity Drug Trafficking Areas Program, HIDTA, to combat the increases in overdoses from fentanyl. This means more officers and EMTs on the street, emergency medical technicians on the street with Narcan available to arrest the overdose. Fentanyl has not yet been made a Schedule One drug list. Believe it or not, Schedule One means a drug such as heroin, cocaine, and meth is the most dangerous while penalties for dealing it are the harshest. Another thing you can do is support the passage of the MATE Act, M-A-T-E. The full name of it is Medication Access and Training Expansion Act of 2021. This bill, working a slow way through Congress, requires health care providers, as a condition of receiving or renewing a registration to prescribe potentially addictive drugs, to complete a one-time training on managing patients with substance use disorders. In addition, the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, must award grants to health professional associations and educational programs for integrating substance use disorder into relevant curricula. Would you like to have all this explained in plain English? I sure would. About half of all the graduates of medical education programs that grant an MD degree have zero training on substance use disorder. That includes alcohol in addition to drugs. So the feds want all doctors and other clinicians who prescribe a potentially addictive drug to take one-time training on managing patients with a substance use disorder. 
How doctors who have never had exposure to addiction are supposed to spot a patient with a substance use disorder, I don't know. But something is better than nothing. I think the more meaningful part of the legislation is the integration of substance use disorder training into mental health curricula. I think that's where it would fall. So where do we come out and what do we learn? We learned that one, the U.S. authorities at the federal and state level are finally waking up to the threat of the designer drug of the day, fentanyl and its analogs. Two, medical education and training on substance use disorders needs to be substantially improved in over half of the medical schools in the U.S. Three, Whether or not you have a loved one who is addicted, you can help stem the tide of fentanyl addiction, which was largely responsible for 100,000 overdose deaths in the U.S. in 2021. Number four, families should support the MATE Act, M-A-T-E Act of 2021, which is designed to improve awareness and treatment of substance use disorders by medical professionals. And five, Families should also support any investment in publicly funded treatment and intervention programs, including providing police officers and emergency medical techs, EMTs, with Narcan, which is an expensive yet life-saving antidote to opiate overdoses. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at SafeHouseRehab.com.